0: Hey beauty, I have a really special guest for you today. We talk about how to get closer to God, how to hear God more clearly, what to do if you feel like the Bible is confusing or boring. I have had the pleasure of being one of Alexia's coaching clients, so I'm so excited to introduce you all to her today. She is a biblical mindset coach and the host of the Mama with a Calling podcast. After leaving her own career in 2018 as a scientist, she was able to finally experience the joy of being home with her son, but surprisingly, she found that she was making a bigger impact in the world through her business than she ever felt before. Knowing how many moms feel trapped in their jobs but dream of a different life, she decided to help other moms pursue their own callings by helping them overcome the fear, worry, and doubt keeping them stuck. Today, she coaches moms and empowers them to pursue the calling God has put on their hearts to start an online business and embrace freedom with time, impact, and money. Teaching the Bible and how to have a biblical mindset as an entrepreneur is at the core of what she teaches. She lives in Nashville with her husband and son, is a homeschool mom, and loves all things nature. She loves seeking scriptural scriptural truth and studying God's word every chance she gets. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to remind you of my free Facebook, Facebook community. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash Her Holistic Healing. I will put the link in the show notes. If you're interested in getting prayer, networking with other women, and getting some health tips, join us in the community. I would love to see you there. With all that being said, let's get into the show. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra, I love Jesus, I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health until God showed me that he is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. So I remember, I don't know, whenever you started your podcast a couple years ago or something like that, I just mm-hmm. I, I, just loved your podcast so much because the way that you talked about the Bible, it's like you made it come alive to me and... Um, I just feel like I mean, I grew up in the church, but a lot of times we hear these stories over and over again, and it it doesn't really resonate with us all the time. But I loved how I love how on your podcast, you go really deep into certain passages. And I just really appreciated that. So there was a listener was that um, from this show that was saying that she wanted to just grow closer to God. So I wanted to invite you on the show to just ask you how, like, what was your, what is your journey like with God? How did you go grow closer to him? Do you have any tips to share
1: with us? Yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to want to do, right? To grow closer to God. And I appreciate what you said about, about my podcast, but what's interesting is that that's definitely um, a gift from God because I, <laughs> do not have the natural ability to do that. Like I never did growing up, like when we had those English classes and they would be like, what's the, you know, the, the, the real meaning of like, whatever, some kind of color or like, I remember the great Gatsby having to do all of this, like, you know, what is the real deeper meaning and symbolism behind all this stuff? And I was like, I have no idea. And so when I, gosh, my journey, um, I didn't really grow. I, I was one of what they called church orphans. So growing up, my mom would like send me to church. And so I grew up in the South and in Tennessee. And um, it was very, you know, everybody's talking about God. There's like the call culture almost. But that doesn't mean people are necessarily believers. I mean, my mom was, but she would just kind of send me to church. I didn't see anything at home that had anything to do with reading our Bible or anything like that. But she would send me to church and I was exposed to it a lot. And so from a young age, I believed it like overall, Um, but I really got saved and like baptized when I was 14 or 15. I think it was 14. At that time, I really started, you know, I was like on fire for Jesus, as they would say. And, um, but, but through that and through college, I didn't realize because I didn't know how to go about it. I kind of ended up being more legalistic without realizing it. Like I was just trying to be like a good Christian. Like, let me do all the check boxes. Let me make sure I'm reading my Bible. Um, like I'm supposed to, and like try, you know, like we would say, like every time the church doors are open, you're, you're there. <laughs> um, and so I did all of that, but, and even though I know I was saved and I know that I was growing closer to God in, in like a, I was seeking him kind of a way. But it was very transactional in the sense that I had to behave in order to um, kind of be in his good graces is what I thought. And so fast forward a little bit, I went to grad school um, to get a PhD in cancer biology is what I ended up doing. But in that world of, of grad school and just science, I completely just turned up like just didn't even go to church I didn't think about God you know not I mean I'm sure I did and God was always there but in my mind that was not a concern for like 10 years and what happened was after I and this is what my podcast is about about leaving my career to be home with my son Um, when I did that in 2018 it was one of the hardest things I've ever done and when I came home I was faced with all of these mind the mindset drama and basically I kind of was looking for answers like why am I struggling so much and I ended up kind of in new agey stuff and just bear with me I'm getting to the to the point here of like how I grow closer to God so when I ended up in new age stuff I started to say "Wait, wait, wait wait like they're saying universe or they're saying source whatever and I'm like I'll just plug God in for that like I don't know what they're talking about but I'm gonna say it's God. And then I heard somebody talk about crystals and I was like, nope, okay, we're on the wrong track here. And I actually had been a part of this really big program um, for other entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And I just was I was aware there were so many people that weren't Christians that were so bold about what they believed, like with all their crystals and all their whatever, that I was like, uh how come the Christians aren't as loud? Why aren't we so bold and so upfront about our beliefs? And so I literally like pulled out my Bible, found it again. And that was in 2019. And from that moment I was like, God, what like who who are you? Like can, how can I know you more? How can I understand these, you know, honestly, these new age principles that I was seeing? I was questioning, like, okay, what does the Bible have to say about this? What does God say about this? And so I started like looking at the, like trying to read my Bible. It was kind of a journey. We can talk about that. But I just started making a point to take God, all of my questions, read the Bible, looking for more understanding and just seeking him. And so over the years, over those four years, the past four years, it's been an amazing journey, one that I'm still on. And I am just so excited and passionate about teaching others how they can do the same because I think in our culture today, well I don't know about culture but just in our world today that it's a lot of Christians um you know they have the beliefs but they they still struggle with the the logic and reasoning of our Western thinking and it's really hard to kind of blend that with faith um because they 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 butt heads <laughs> and also I think the Bible reading the Bible itself feels like, a a chore or like they don't know how they're reading it for information they don't really know how to get deeper meaning out of it and things like that so that's that's what I do today so I hope that answered that question I hope I didn't get too far off track there
0: no what comes to mind though is basically how did you start studying the bible because for me I have my own my own journey of studying the bible I for me it was it was boring for most for a lot of my life until I got to a certain point where I just started studying more and learning more what would you say to the listener out there who says the bible is boring or it's not how, it's not it doesn't feel relevant to me what would you say to that listener
1: mhm yeah i mean i had the same experience in the beginning it actually started with the church that i felt god told me to go to i didn't know anybody at this church it's actually kind of far away and I just felt like I was supposed to go there. Um, so I did. And, um, the, the pastor at the time was talking about spiritual disciplines and one of them being to read, he he has a saying, he says, we, we read the word until the word gets into us and, um, or we get into the word until the word gets into us. That's what he says. And so I remember saying like, I want to be better at this. So I'm going to get up every day and my son was little. I mean, he was like, what, four, or three or four. And I was like, I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to just try. <laughs> I'm going to like, just make, first of all, I guess that's the first step. It's like, I made the time to read it because I knew that God was it, like in it. And I knew that if I kept showing up, eventually like something, I was hoping something would happen. And at first it was that I would read just a little bit. And then I would mostly journal, honestly, I would kind of, I actually practiced more of the relationship building with God and like prayer and just got into the habit of sharing my thoughts with him and then trying to then, you know, read his word. And over time, um, two things, one, I started with a really easy translation. People get all hung up on translations, but, um, you know, they all have their pros and cons and things, but honestly, the one that's going to help you be able to read it. it, you know, you can always change. You can always look at other translations. You can grow. But I was trying to read. I don't remember what it was, probably like New King James or something. And a friend of mine who was like a mentor, um, she was like, she gave me her, her Bible. She said, this is the Bible that I used to get started. And she was like, it, it was the new living translation. And she was like, that makes it easier to read. And it really does. It's more conversational. Um, and it just made it less intimidating for me. And then the second thing that friend told me, she said, when you're reading the Bible ask, what does this say about God? And what does it say about how he looks at us and like how he thinks about us? And I was like, I feel like literally that question changed everything because when I read I mean, I still do it to this day. I'm like, why did God put that there to see it as his word? I would would read it and say, okay, I don't like that phrase or I don't like that passage. It brings up emotion in me, but why did God include it? Or like, why did they include this random detail? And so that started this conversation of back and forth with the Holy Spirit of hearing and gaining this understanding. And then it became exciting. So I feel like I guess, to sum up that answer, like it starts with the determination, the commitment to taking the time to sit down and read the word, but yeah, getting a translation that is easier to read um, because it's still God's word. Right.
0: And what does your practice of journaling look like? Do you just sit down and say whatever's on your mind or what do you do?
1: Yeah. So it's definitely morphed (laughs) over the years, but you know, I actually started this practice in college And, um, I really just brain dump literally everything. And I guess, you know, some people, I guess they have a fear that maybe somebody's going to find the journal, but, um, I guess you could get rid of the pages if you wanted, but I literally take a pen and paper and write that does actually help because it unlocks part, a different part of your brain. Um, I was reading up on this actually, and they said that the you know, when you're typing, you're using all your fingers and doing all this stuff. But when you're writing, you're really just doing this one kind of motion with your hand. All your fingers are like together. And it was also interesting because it helped me focus. <laughs> because if I'm writing one, one thought, I mean, I can't I can't go faster than what I can write. And so what I typically do, what I did then for sure, is that I would just In the beginning, beginning, I just wrote down like whatever I was feeling, it didn't have to be anything that was spiritual. It was just like, I am so mad at my husband or I am so frustrated or I like whatever it was. And then it was so neat because I didn't know it then, but it would kind of morph into kind of like a similar thing to if you, if you read in in Psalms. David kind of comes to the table with like, but this stuff is so like, whatever's bothering him. And then he kind of like, it comes back around to, but God, you're amazing, you're provider, you're whatever. And it's like, he kind of consoles himself through the whole thing. And so that's what happened to me is I would start writing and writing. And then I would realize like, and as I read the Bible more, it would affect what I was writing in my journal, because I'd be like, no, I read that you're my provider. So I don't have to worry about that or whatever. Like it was just, so it just, it was like basically just a brain dump. And that's also such a a big step because you're being vulnerable with God. Like, yes, we know that God knows everything in our mind, but to write it down, it's like you're telling him what is on your heart and mind. And like the truth, like I'm mad about this or I don't understand why you're not doing this or whatever it is. And just having that intimacy and that vulnerability creates a deeper relationship with God. So that's how I started. And now, I mean, it's pretty much the same. I still do the same thing. I will um, journal like that. And eventually it got to where I would take longer and longer. And I mean, people can, you know, get there, but it's really helpful to have a notebook ready when you're reading the Bible, because anytime you have a question about something, like maybe you're reading it and maybe you're even saying, I don't get the point. Or I don't understand, you know, what this really means. Just start writing down some of your questions, writing down the passage. Maybe you go um, look up some stuff. Maybe you listen to what God has to share with you right there. Just putting it down um, in the journal can just really help get your thoughts from swirling around in your head and get them onto the page so you can make sense of them.
0: Yeah, I love that. I remember working with another life coach who said something like, I asked her, how did you, I don't remember what I asked her, but she basically said that she had one of her biggest breakthroughs when she just got super honest with God. And I know that you and me have had conversations like this in the past where I feel like some people in the church think that it's almost wrong to let all our feelings out to God, like to be angry or to be frustrated or to... You know, complain to him. I don't know. what would you say about all of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's reason in scripture you you know the more I read and the you know listening to people and having those kinds of conversations like with you, where we're talking about those kind of Christian beliefs, like rules that we basically set up as I the you know when I'm reading the Bible, I'm like, oh, this passage is why somebody would say something like that so there are times in scripture where it looks like you're not allowed to kind of challenge god especially like in the in the old testament in exodus one of the things god says a lot is that they um because like they're complaining and they're complaining people and it's kind of like there's this you know it's it's not a good thing but david comes all the time and is constantly sharing his emotion. And I'm like, well, what's the difference, right? God God doesn't have these different standards for for different people. And I think it comes down to our heart. And we do still need to like revere God. And you'll notice like David David does that, but he will go to God, having the safety. It's like a parent that you can go to that, yes, they are in charge. Um, Yes, they love you and you know that but it's also safe for you to go to them and share your true emotions and honestly i didn't grow up this way um mm-hmm. where it was okay to go to an adult to the person over you you know a parent figure and say like i'm mad about this or show your true emotion without fear of consequences and so with god i just think that like i just again david just stands out to me as like this model of being able to pour your heart out share your true feelings but like but he does wrap it back around to but God like but God you are amazing but God you he's leaving it in God's hands he's not showing up pointing a finger accusing God pointing a finger accusing God of not loving him or saying um you know you don't know what you're doing that kind of stuff and I do think it, it is different but like you're saying in the church a lot of times, it's basically like, don't complain um, or don't really share your true feelings. And I think that it causes us to have a um, like stifled relationship with God. If we, if we're like trying to shove down the emotions, we wouldn't do that with our, our husbands, our spouses. Like we wouldn't try to shove down emotions and like put on a smile on our face because they're real emotions. We want to talk it out and get rid of them and come to an understanding. But we, you know, to have it be safe to come and share creates that intimacy that I think we're missing. If we feel like we can't tell God how we really feel and what we're thinking.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me because if the Bible talks about God, he talks, it talks, it says that he's our father. It says that he's our husband and it says that he's our friend. So if he's those things to us, of course, I feel like he wants, he wants us to be honest with him. He wants us to share our emotions with him. I mean, he gave us the ability to cry and be angry. Like he gave us this full spectrum of emotions. And I really feel like there are, there's a time and a place for those emotions,
1: right? (laughs) Yeah, right. And that, and depending on how we grew up and what we've experienced and all of that, and that's been a journey for me for sure. But all of us have, you know, we live in a fallen world and we say that a lot, but that's, it's true. And there are going to be things, which is why it's so important to read the Bible. And I think this is like the greatest, one of the greatest tactics of the enemy is to get us to not read our Bible, to get us to not like seek God and know his word. Um, because if we don't, then we don't really know what it says. A lot of people will turn to Instagram or turn to others to tell them what the Bible says. And it's like, you need to read it for yourself. Make sure that person that you're listening to is even saying the right thing. And so I think a lot of times our, what we've been brought up to experience with emotions, like thinking, like you're saying, like certain emotions we shouldn't show. I know I still struggle with that thinking for me is that I think that anger is not allowed, but God God invented boundaries. God God had anger. Now he was so compassionate and full of grace and patience, but he did have anger and he does. He, you know, he, he can get angry if you cross those boundaries. And so, you know, anger and some of those other emotions, they're showing us something. They're telling us something. They're telling us a boundary has been crossed. It could also tell us that we have pride, right? You know, getting mad because somebody didn't do this for me. And so all of those things are signs or like, they're like symptoms, I know you guys talk about health, but it's like symptoms of something that's deeper that you want to explore, which is, again, why it's so important to take those real emotions to God so he can reveal to you what's really in your heart. So that's the sanctification process. He is showing like revealing those issues so he can take care of it, shining a light on those dark places is what's going to ultimately heal those things in you. But if you keep keeping them in the dark and hiding them, that shame a lot of times there's also shame. You don't want to say that you're mad about something, or you don't want to share a real, maybe even struggle. Like maybe it's a sin, sin struggle with God. But it's like Adam and Eve, like when they were ashamed, they ran and hid from God. We, if we come out in the open, um, that's where the real transformation and healing happens. And I have learned over time. But if I don't want to say it, if I don't want to bring it to the table, that's exact. I I make a beeline for that because whatever that is, there's like the big issue is hiding right under there.
0: So it sounds like for you, there wasn't really, was there something huge that happened in your life or was it a gradual process of you understanding the Bible and wanting to read it more?
1: Yeah. I mean, the only, it it just, it, it was just god calling me back i guess it was just um yeah i mean it was just that moment like it was very pivotal moment of of just i don't know actually i don't i don't know i just feel like the holy spirit because the holy spirit is involved right in us understanding scripture like you see when jesus is walking with the disciples after he you know before he goes to heaven but after he's raised he is like walking them and it says like and then our eyes were open to the scriptures like God can reveal things to you over and over. So I don't know that it was a pivotal moment then, except it was just such a strong pull for me. And I guess I just listened, Uh, like, you know, like I said, I was kind of thinking new age things. And then I just suddenly was like, God, I want to know. I was just, I just was like full, because I guess I was in a desperate like spot in my life, which God will often use those. I was in a really, really low place mentally because um because I was struggling so much with the whole like undoing of my identity for my career and trying to be home and be be a mom and my son was starting to really show a lot of the signs of of his struggles and it was really challenging for me the um the lack of security with like before for all those years I just got a deposit that appeared in my account and suddenly my money my income was dependent on me and my effort and I just wasn't used to that and so I had all these emotions coming at once my mom had passed away from cancer um and I just was looking for answers desperately to make sense of everything that was happening to me and so I just ran full force at God and a lot of times you know I I do that which is great I mean I'm I don't know why, like we all have a choice in that moment of those hard times. We can either turn away from God or turn toward God. And when I was in college, I did that again. You know, I had an event happen and I was, I turned toward God, but it's so easy to just turn the other way in those moments. So in this moment, that's, you know, at first, like I said, when I first got challenged with those thoughts, I didn't turn to God. I turned to other stuff but ultimately God called me back. And so I just was like, okay, I'm here for it. And it's just, what's kept it going is the excitement of experiencing God along the way, like realizing that this is not just theory. Like he is real. I remember things happening, having insight revelation, just like it's very common now. And a lot of people say this, but at the time I was like, Whoa, like I would hear, I would like read a verse in the morning. And then I would hear the same verse, like on the radio. And then like something else would happen. And I would, I was see it multiple times. And I remember just being like, what is happening? Like the chances of this, like, aren't possible, you know, and those kinds of things kept happening. And as I started to look for God more, I would see him moving in my life more. And when you have that, like we're drawn, we, we long for God, we long for that connection. And so the more I started to realize where he was moving, that he was moving, but I had been missing it or that he was speaking to me and I was missing it because I just thought that was my ADHD thoughts. I needed to get them out of there or um, just, I don't know, like the more I learned, the more I just, I'm so excited even still to just read my Bible. Cause I'm like, what's God going to share with me? Like when that happens and you are reading and you have this insight and revelation that God gave you, and then you go read somewhere that some person who went to seminary for all these years said the exact same thing. I'm like, how was I supposed to know that? Like, that was God. I didn't do that. So that's just so, I don't know, that just keeps, like, the excitement of just that relationship just keeps you going.
0: Yeah, I love that excitement, and I can hear it in your voice. I think a few years ago, what got me going what started getting me excited was just hearing people like you say things like this but if I were to go back to how I was before I think if I were to talk to the person saying all these things I would I would say to them but I don't feel that way I don't feel excited about the bible I don't understand it I don't I just I don't feel that connection I don't I remember hearing um a radio show where this lady was saying that if she doesn't spend her time with God in the morning, then her 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 kids can tell and they'll say, Hey mommy, did you spend time with God today? And it's just like, Oh no, that must be why I'm grumpy. I remember when I heard that a few years ago, I thought to myself, hmm, if I didn't have time with God, I don't, I don't feel like that would affect me very much. So when I heard that, when I heard things like that back then, when I heard people that were so excited to spend time with God and be with God, I just felt like I just felt discouraged because I felt like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have that fire? Why don't I have that, that desire? What would you say to someone like that who feels discouraged in that way?
1: I well, I think it's two things here. So, one, is i think it i think it alludes to like you said if i didn't spend time with god like back then if i didn't spend time with god then i it wouldn't affect me that much what that tells me is that probably what was happening is that you thought like people think they're spending time with god but they're actually just sitting down and like going through a checklist they are reading the bible okay i did it um or like they might journal some thoughts but it's not a time and and this i think this this takes practice And I wish that we taught it better in the church because, um, it's just lacking. It's so interesting. Like we get really excited when we're saved and then it's almost like the church drops the ball or something. And it depends on the church, but it's like, we kind of are like, they're like, here's the Bible. Okay. Bye. And it's, we need to early on have those mentorship, uh, relationships, discipleship. Our church is big on that. Um, because, those t- that the reason it's called quiet time or time with God is that we need to see it truly as the relationship, like the relationship matters more. We're not reading the Bible just to read the Bible, right? Like, we're reading the Bible to have a connection with God. So, if somebody's saying, I'm just unexcited about the Bible, then they're probably still trying to read it for knowledge and information. And I get it because that, I mean, that's how we're programmed in our Western way of thinking. And my science self is like, okay, what are the rules? What's the information? What of us is to be learning? And like, that's what I would try to do too. But what I started doing was I would literally um, see the words as God's words. There is something that God is wanting to say to me in this moment about this passage, like from this passage. And there are certain books you can start with too. So a lot of people say like start like the book of John is a good one to start with. Um, and I another practice is like reading the psalms and saying them as though like putting your like name in it. Like instead of it's like David is saying them, you can say like I, like I am protected by the Lord. I am. I'm not, I don't know how to quote, but like if you do it that way, it's really. Um, interesting or like the Lord protects me like me Um, and when you start to internalize these things as this isn't just a book that God is talking about a bunch of other people what what happens to them and what is said to them and what is promised for them is promised to you right we are once we're saved we're adopted into his family or co-heirs with Christ so when you start to spend that time with him actually this comes to mind I forgot about this but in the beginning I remember going to God in prayer and I was like because if you have father issues or just parent issues but typically father issues of some sort any sort I mean I don't we didn't have none of us had a perfect father but how we were how we were parented by you know our relationship with our father impacts how we see God and so I remember going to God and saying I feel like you are very distant because my parents divorced when I was like three. And while I know my father and I know he loves me in general, I didn't know how to have an ongoing everyday kind of conversation like that, have a deep relationship like that. So I remember praying and saying, can you show me, you need to show me what it means for you to be my father and start reading. And so I started reading scripture that way. And so yeah, I just think that that relationship part and and even me saying that might make some people be like kind of cringe. (laughs) I know that the whole um, God is our, like our husband, that that's a weird one for me that I haven't quite, you know, dove into myself. But each one of those, the reason we feel a certain way is something in us that's not an alignment with the way God wants us to think. So um, the relationship is, is really key there for reading the Bible.
0: Yeah, I love that. I feel like like you just said, if we're just super honest with him, if we we just say, like you just said, I feel like you're distant or I don't understand you, you know, just if you're just talking to him like you would a best friend or anyone, anyone else, and you're just super honest, I feel like he'll definitely answer that prayer. You know, even if you just say, you know, I want to know you better. I want to understand the Bible. I want to love the Bible, you know, just even if you just make those simple requests, he'll definitely answer those prayers.
1: Do you agree? Oh yeah, and I was writing down that, um, you know, God. So, you know, I'm I have a ton of questions. Like as I'm reading scripture, I'm like, why, why? And um, one of the things that you know, it's like the big, big question is like, why did God put the two different trees? Like, why did He put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Why did He put that in the garden in the first place? Then that is what happened, but I took that to God one time and I was like why? And God said because I'm not going to force you to love me. You have a choice. Love does not um he he never, I mean you see he doesn't he doesn't like make them obey. He doesn't make them do things. Um it's always their choice. So God isn't going to I shouldn't say he isn't because I don't know what he will or will not do. But if you ask him And there's, there's multiple verses. I don't have them offhand, but I know there's one in Jeremiah that says, if you seek him, you will find him. And actually that's one of the first books I read was the book of Jeremiah. I have no idea why, I don't know that I would advise that, but that book really spoke to me because he was so like sad and I was sad at the time. So I think that God, if if you have an interest at all in trying to read your Bible, that means God is calling you to him. He's like, like luring you in I guess you could say in a loving way calling you back and when you open up your heart and you say God I want to learn like I want to want to read this Bible and even like you said being honest and saying I don't really want to read it or I don't understand it and telling God that and again that shame thing like not feeling like oh my goodness I'm a Christian I'm supposed to want to read this or I'm not supposed to feel this way about the Bible but if you do feel that way taking it to God and saying can you help me like Help my own belief. And yeah, like asking God, because he did that to me. He has worked on that for years, actually still working on that on just the, the, the layers that was there about father things and the things He's showed me over time, just a little bit by little bit. But it's me welcoming the revelation too. It's me asking, I want to know you in this way. Can I know you in this way? Because if you notice in scripture, um, God will reveal different parts of him. In different seasons and to different people in different ways, because like he decides, but it's also that somebody is willing and, and, and wanting to know that part of him. So for sure, I would say that if you like, yeah, taking those to him and letting him know how you really feel about that relationship, because the fact that you even have a stirring in you in the first place, that's the Holy Spirit moving in you to, for for you to go in that direction.
0: Yeah, I'm. I love that. I mean, I love how God will just chase after us because and but like you said, He doesn't force us. He doesn't force a relationship. He doesn't force us to do something that we're not ready for. It's it's all, oh, but it's always an open invitation. He's always wooing us, or you know, just dropping little gifts here and there because He's just such a good father, right? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, Alexia, this is. This has been so helpful. Can you tell us uh, where our listeners can find you?
1: Yeah. So if you are, uh, I have a podcast called Mama with a Calling. You can also go to mamawithacalling.com. If you're an entrepreneur or aspiring and wanting to hear more biblical mindset about how to keep God at the center of everything you're doing, I do a lot of Bible teaching over there and just relating it to life, really. Um, So you can find me there.
0: Yeah, and I would say, even if you're not an entrepreneur or if you're not interested in that, I would, I recommend her podcast. I, I love her podcast. Um, She just drops a lot of biblical wisdom. Before we go, do you have any other last words of encouragement or anything else for our listeners that you want to share?
1: Hmm, I would just say that, you know, believing that the Holy Spirit will Reveal things to you, even if right now you don't feel it. Your devotion to trying and showing up over and over is just—it's going to have fruit that will last. So don't give up on trying to grow closer to God because He definitely wants you to grow closer to Him.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. There's a verse that says, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you." I forgot where that was, but. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alexia. Thanks again. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you liked what you heard, will you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls.
1: For you! It's easy and nine. Bird is light.